Hey guys, Bill here. Thank you very much for checking out the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Iron Asylum and 5150 Vapes. If you are looking for a place to work out in the Kenai Soldatna area, please check out Iron Asylum. They are a fantastic gym with 24-hour access, owned by a badass man and a badass lady by the name of the Millers. They are the Millers. Hey. All right. Uh, it's uh, located on KB Road behind Save You More. If you're not familiar with the area, look them up on Facebook or you can go check out their website. Uh, but be sure to check out their uh, their Facebook page. Look them up, uh, Iron Asylum uh, in Soldatna, Alaska. Or you can check them out on Instagram at Iron Asylum AK. Uh, badass gym, 24-hour access at 24-hour. I'm losing, I'm losing my mouth. Sounds weird. Don't judge me. Anyway, uh, they are 24-hour access, and if you want to gain membership to the gym, you have to sit down and interview with the owners. And I think that that in itself is pretty damn cool because you, you get to be a, a member of the team, man. You get some sweat equity in it. It's not some, I don't know, like some 24-hour gym that's, uh, you know, franchised out and the owners are uh, a couple that live in Florida that you never see or something. All right, uh, Iron Asylum located in Soldatna off of KB Road, 24-hour access and absolutely affordable. Look them up, uh, Iron Asylum, Soldatna on Facebook or uh, at Iron Asylum AK on Instagram. Also, uh, thank you to the support of Dave and Seth over at 5150 Vapes, your vape super center on the peninsula. I am not a vapor. I am a person. See, I was trying to make like Clever science jokes there. It didn't work out because I'm not that smart. But I will tell you that 5150 Vapes in Soldatna have more vapes than pretty much anyone in the state, as far as I'm aware. To be fair, I'm not currently up to date on uh, what uh, what shops in Anchorage are, are carrying. But I do know that they have more, more vape uh, selection than anywhere else on the peninsula for certain. And uh, that's something. They're also pretty inexpensive, and they've got a, again, did I mention they have a wide selection? Pretty sure I mentioned a, a wide selection. They've also got all kinds of things like shattered batter, so if you are trying to uh, take your um, your uh, your cannabis product or, you know, whatever it is that you have, uh, you know, since concentrated and, and put into a shatter-like form, uh, that you can put that shattered type uh, product. Let's say you got a CBD uh, shatter. You could put it in this uh, shatter batter. It's a little kit and uh, it can turn into a vape juice for you. So if you are a vapor and you are trying to vape some CBDs, they've got CBD stuff for you. All right. Now, enough about that. Let me get quickly uh, into the shows. The comedy shows this Friday, uh, Don Jose, 7 p.m. and Four Royal Parkers at 10 both of these shows are free, and Don Jose's is a Mexican restaurant. They're going to have some uh, some pretty cool specials. We've talked to uh, Eddie over there, and he's really excited about it. We also spoke to Eddie over at Four Royal Parkers, and he is also really stoked about the show because we have Andy Hendrickson. He's a a, a well-known uh, comedy writer. You can check him out on Dry Bar Humor. Um, also, uh, he was a writer for 30 Rock. He wrote for Craig Ferguson. He wrote for David Letterman. He's a very experienced comedy writer, and he's been all over the place telling jokes, and he is coming to Soldatna to uh, to tell us some of his best. Also on the uh, on the card, Angie Stubbs, the uh, prayers part of the Thoughts and Prayers podcast, who is brought uh, coming in with the the thought, the uh, 
that lovely lady, one of my favorite comedians in the world, Cass Smiley. She is the 2017-2018 Anchorage Press Comedian of the Year. The award did not exist before her, so they created it to give to her. She's that badass. If you have not had the opportunity to check out The Hooker on Spinard, I would highly recommend you check out The Hooker on Spinard. It is available on iTunes, so I'm assuming it's probably available on Spotify. And uh, if you, you know, find her on Facebook, she'll probably bring down a copy for you. If not, you know, send me a message on uh, on, on my email address, wokeandbakedpodcast at gmail.com, and I have a physical copy for the first person that emails me and tells me that uh, they want a physical copy of The Hooker on Spinard. Email me. Not easy. Wokeandbakedpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is Andy Hendrickson, um, Cass Smiley, and Angie Stubbs. This Friday, November 16th, uh, at uh, Don Jose's in Soldatna and Four Royal Parkers. If you're looking for a place to get Mexican food and hear jokes on Friday, that is a place that you can do those things. Now, if you're looking for a place to uh, get uh, toe up from the flow up, as the kids say, and perhaps play some retro video games, Four Royal Parkers after 10 is going to be the place for that. Uh, we're going to have some local comedians on the Four Royal Parkers uh, bill as well, so look forward to that. Now, my guest today is David Edward Smith. He is a uh, kind of a massage therapist. been doing this for a while since, I believe he said since 1995, so he's got a lot of experience in the field, and he works in art therapy. Now, what art therapy is is active release therapy. I asked him if it was kind of like rolfing, which I'm not very familiar with at all. And, uh, he said that, um, I don't know, he spoke, he spoke very highly of what he does. And I was able to, uh, watch him put in some work with, uh, Brandon Miller, the owner of Iron Asylum, who uh, sat in and was a guest with us on this real quick, real short podcast. So I would like to say thank you very much to David Edward Smith. If you are interested in uh, what he is talking about, check him out at activealaskan.com. Uh, you can find more information on his website. I'm sure you can find more if you check out Facebook as well. All right, that is David Edward Smith, and he does active release therapy. So if you have uh, soft tissue injuries, uh, this might be someone that you would uh, you'd want to listen to uh, specifically. And uh, he has a lot of free information that he's just kind of giving away on his uh, website as well. He's got a pretty good blog. Uh, so if you are interested in uh, health and wellness and soft tissue injury, that's that's a good place for you to uh, to start. A great resource here on the uh, Kenai Peninsula. Now, again, if you know someone that you think I should be talking to that you think would make a great guest on the podcast, uh, send me a message at uh, wokeandbakedpodcast at gmail.com. All right. With that being said, folks, I got to go downstairs because I told my little girl I was going to read her a bedtime story. And by the time you're listening to this, it's probably like six or eight o'clock in the morning. So she's probably off at school. Just she got to bed great, I'm sure. All right. You guys have a great day. Have a great night. Have a great afternoon. I don't mean to genderize you. Uh, You you beautiful bastards, you gorgeous ladies and you sexy, sexy others. All right. Thanks for checking out the, uh, the podcast. All right. Trap Lord circuit, please take it away. Got a big, big iron door right iron there. Door. Like an iron sliding door for the iron asylum. Mm. By the way, we are, uh, if you're at home or in your car or in the bathroom or getting ready to go to bed and you're listening to the podcast right now, I'm sitting down with Brandon Miller of the iron asylum. And would you please introduce yourself, sir? Dave Edward Smith. Dave Edward Smith. 
Dave Edward Smith works on soft tissue. He works on, uh, well, a lot. Actually, kind of go into what you do. So I am a, my original licensing when I started back in 1995 was as massage therapist. Okay. Which currently I am licensed as a massage therapist. And I developed a, I learned this specialization back in, I think it was like 2006, 2007, of a technique called active release techniques which is a technique that is very tissue specific. It has now probably nearly 700 to 800 protocols, maybe a thousand protocols by now, which are protocols that are used to reestablish motion between the tissues in um, soft tissues. Soft tissue could be a muscle, ligament, nerve, or uh, a joint capsule for instance and uh, anyway so I learned about this technique back in 2006 and I've been uh, hitting the ground running since then as a uh, active release techniques provider and I've been working at a chiropractic office for like 15 years now or so I met my friend Brandon here over at uh, the fitness place yep so, uh, how did you get involved with uh, with athletes and, and the fitness place, and then Iron Asylum? Well, how did you get involved with athlete, uh, athletes? Let me go back to that. Well, I got involved with athletes um, because when I was doing soft tissue, it became very clear to me that movement was a huge missing link of the the issue when it comes to um, musculoskeletal health. So, I became a trainer. And in becoming a trainer, that opened a whole new doorway for me to really respect movement and respect biomechanics and uh, the mobility of tissue, stability, motor control, these three different aspects that are really um, this balancing act, uh, these balanced equations that are integral to good musculoskeletal health. So anyway, so as from becoming a trainer, and I'm doing this thing called ART, you know, it's active release technique, active release, and no one really knew what the heck it was. So in trying to get the word out, I really wanted to work with athletes. So I went to the fitness place, and uh, at that time, Doug, Doug was uh, owning that, was the owner, and he allowed me to just, I put myself out there. I said, I, I stood in the entryway. And I offered my services for free just to give samples of what I was doing. And then eventually with the results and the results are pretty amazing with this particular technique, they're immediate. And I knew that the results would speak for themselves. And that is something that built a practice for me and a lot of great relationships, like my relationship with uh, Brandon here at Iron Asylum that um yeah that that wouldn't have been possible without this technique that if i'm skewing off of my no we're question we're we're okay with 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 skewing off and going into different directions it's it's i mean it's all about conversation i want to learn uh, more about this um so i'm a veteran and and uh, i don't know how many people that that you work with are are veterans but i believe that that we're dealing with when you're talking about veterans you're talking about uh, in many circumstances, uh, combat athletes mm-hmm. is the only way to describe it. And so 
if we're talking about folks who are in their you know in late teens, going into their twenties and thirties, uh, how important is it to address soft tissue issues when you're young so that you don't so you're not necessarily dealing with them so much when you're older? I think it's critical, and it's a another missing step, or at least it was a missing step in our educational system that I'm starting to see interest in expanding that knowledge base. I think teaching kids to to be able to have relationships with their movement qualities, to be able to uh, relationships with their bodies, being able to learn um, learn about mobility, uh, learn about not oh, this is a tough one to answer. Yeah, I, I think that the, essentially, hopefully, you can edit that part out. It, it's, no, not at all. No. But I, but I agree. I, I think I'm picking up with your put what you're putting down. I think it's really important that people know how their bodies move. And it's, it's really important to know uh, just as much how, to, how your body moves properly as how it improperly moves. And I think that when you have injuries, uh, those are, and I've, I've heard this used before, so I'm stealing here. Uh, they're like your body's check engine lights. You know, you've got, right, a, you've got right. an issue with your shoulder, you need to get it addressed. If you've got an issue with your knee, uh, you need to get it addressed. And so we see a lot of kids who um, don't, know how to, don't know how to ask for help. And you see it, like I saw it in the military, guys with like torn meniscus, because it started off as something simple, an adjustment in the way that you ran, or maybe a small injury that you didn't raise your hand and say, you know, I've got, I'm I'm hurting now. Right. And you did pick up on exactly where I was going with that was, yes, there is this, you know, that's what I meant by the relationship with your body. Like not be, you know, if the check engine light has, I've always put it that way. Did that come from you, Brandon? (laughs) If the check engine light is- it is Shout blinking. You want to you, you want to pull over and, and get it checked. And uh, I see a lot of injuries of student athletes that could have easily been avoided if they just uh, respected that check engine light and pulled over and didn't go for that next rep or didn't go for that extra half mile in the run. So, yeah young people it's tough with because young people they've got the ego they have their friends pushing them and they're a lot more they recover a lot faster so they they are able to go through i mean i know the crap that i did to my body while i was in the army there's no way i'd be able to recover from that today doing a third of what i did back then and i'm i'm completely out of commission for the next couple days i mean i did a stupid ab exercise two days ago that is still killing me so it's you You've got, as you get older, you get where you're not as driven by your ego, but then you're all, so you go and you look for help. Plus you have the money. I mean, there's not a lot of, not a lot of 20 year olds that have 60 bucks to dump on getting worked on once a week. They'd rather put that towards chasing girls or getting beer or something. So it's not the, where their priorities lie <clears throat> with their body also recovering. See, I know I wouldn't have spent the money to take care of myself the way I do now, but it gives you that window of opportunity at this point where I mean, what he worked on me today and did for my elbows, what he did for my shoulders, it was an immediate fix. And for me, ART works amazing. It's It's been for him, for, for him to be able to come in and do this on me, he works on my buddy trucks also. We'll be to the point where we can't lift 
anything. It's completely, everything's locked up. Everything's to the point where we can't bench press. We can't curl the dumbbell. He comes in, does some magic for 30 minutes and poof, we're able to go out and do stuff that we couldn't do 15 minutes prior. Art therapy is a beautiful thing. It is. Mm-hmm. It is a, It is amazing. And I, I don't know, does it work on everybody or is it because I, I have people that swear by rolfing. I get absolutely nothing out of rolfing. Massage therapy kind of across the board seems to help everybody, but it's, it doesn't, it's more of just a relaxation kind of gets you to loosen up a little bit where have you had people that ART wouldn't work on or have you been able to fix everybody? Well, that's the first most important question. So the question, does it work on everybody? Every technique works to some degree. Uh, it's what I try to focus on with, uh, with my technique is yes. The first question is, am I going to be helpful? Am I the right tool for this time? I'm not just going to apply this tool set to every single person without going through a very specific assessment algorithm to determine whether or not I'm the right right tool at the right person, right tool at the right time. For instance, if there are red flags that are showing up that's telling me that there is tissue damage here and I'm not the right guy at this time, I will immediately find the best person for you at that moment, whether or not it's a, a... we did that on my yeah. subscapula when I right. You know, that it was do not... you need to go to an ortho? Do you need to go to um, to get a different diagnostic from a neurologist? I think it's very important for any medical provider to have that uh, first filter of whether or not you're the right tool at the right time. We have a, and I don't mean to go off on this tangent, but we, but I will. Tangents are we, awesome. We, we we often have techniques where people filter their technique, your problem through their technique. So if somebody has a taping or a Graston tool or whatever, they're going to apply that tool to that problem regardless without the, the assessment criteria that defends whether or not that's the right tool at the right time. So, so can ART work for every situation, you know, or the manual technique that I do? No. Not every situation, but um, it. But the reality is, what this technique does, why it's effective, is because it's addressing what I would say is the missing link in physical. What I see is a missing link in physical medicine. A missing link in physical medicine right now, from my observation in my practice is someone that stops and looks at a situation and asks the question, is the symptom that you're having right now a result of a lack of movement between tissues, relative motion between tissues? Meaning, uh, you know, you've cleaned a moose before, right? No. You haven't cleaned, you've cleaned a moose. Never. Okay. Not many. You, you've missed <laughs> Okay, for those of you who have cleaned with cleaned moose. a cow before. A I've cow. Killed, I've killed a cow. A cow. Well, you know, there like. There are some dogs in my old neighborhood. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> surrounding each muscle is the fascia. the fascia, you know. And, you know, those of you who think you can change fascia, you're not going to change fascia. It's the, the science says it's just not but not possible for those of you who are very into uh, re-changing re- the way that fascia functions. Can we explain I, fashion, uh, fascia? Uh, fascia is 
Okay, you know that white stuff that surrounds a muscle? You've all seen it, those who've cleaned uh, cleaned moose or, or animals. Well, our body is has interwoven with this stuff that brings structure to our body. Well, what I see is that white stuff is surrounding a muscle, and then muscles slide over each other. Think, imagine two pulleys that are sliding over each other. These think this issue occurs where you have this development of adhesion, where if you back to cleaning the animal, if you ever pulled two pieces of meat apart and there's this like kind of sticky substance between the two white pieces, happened to the neighborhood cats. Yeah, happened. Now you can look up a uh, a very quick video called the Fuzz Speech on YouTube that will kind of describe this a little bit more. So that is adhesion meaning that the two pulleys are not sliding over each other. Now, sometimes there's these interfaces of tissue where you have two muscles that are sliding, or you have a nerve that is trying to slide through there as well, because our, our tissues are supposed to be mobile. Now, why does this happen? Why do we end up with these adhesions between tissues? Um, the results are, there's three different scenarios. There's usually a combination of all three. There's an injury, something happened, there is an inflammatory, inflammatory process and a remodeling process of healing. There is repetitive motion where you do something over and over. And the third one would be static position, like someone sits with their leg tucked underneath their hip or something like that. That's their uh, static, their posture that they uh, hold for a long period of time. In all three scenarios, you decrease circulation to tissue. You can get me going forever on this stuff. Okay. You decrease circulation to tissue. The body says that's a problem. Oxygen levels reach a certain threshold. The body says we have a problem. And the primitive uh, means of protecting tissue comes into play. And these fibroblasts come in and they spit adhesion into the area to stiffen the area. Okay. This stuff cannot be detected with MRIs. It cannot be detected with any imaging studies, really. The easiest way to detect these relative motion problems between tissues are with the hands. What I do with my work is I look at the data points, and I'm going to be teaching this around the state. I look at the data points of your history, what I see with motion, and then what I feel with motion. And if everything lines up to tell me that everything says that there is a relative motion issue between these tissues, they're not moving right, I will apply the protocol because I felt the lack of motion between tissue. And once the protocol is applied, I immediately recheck, is it better or not? Like uh, Brandon's today, I wanted to see if I was improving a situation with a skull crusher. So we did some work like a skull crusher move. So we did some work on the elbow. We went and we kept rechecking. If you don't check your work, if you don't have a benchmark set with whatever tool that you are utilizing um, in your practice, you're selling snake oil. You're guessing. <clears throat> don't, I, and I'm really a fan of put yourself on the line. If your tool or your technique is, is, um, is going to be effective, have that benchmark set that, that shows you and the person you're working with that, that this is, you know, that we're meeting goals. Okay. Right. So here's a question. How important is hydration to, uh, to, 
recovery to injury avoidance. Uh, I mean, as far as being making sure that your tissues and your muscles are properly lubricated to begin with. Yeah, uh, that lubrication, that's the key word because, you know, water is the transportation system of your tissues. So um, I have had cases where I would have student athletes that come in and they're popping Red Bulls or whatever. And I will just, there have been occasions where I say, look, I just can't treat you. You're just too hydrated. We're not going to catch any traction here. And we'll end the session. Come back when you're hydrated. So, yes, I agree that hydration is is key. And another thing that I'd like to dispel is when you get a massage, you know how you're told to drink a lot of water after massage because of toxin development? If you want to get more out of your massage, drink a lot of water before your massage so you're hydrated and that, uh, that tissue can be... Uh, you know, manipulated and you'll get a little bit more benefit. Okay. What about eating for injury recovery? I am not an expert in nutrition, so I don't wave into that too much. All right. Um, Well, how, uh, if if, if somebody's interested, let's say they have an injury, they have a a bad knee, a bad neck, how do they get a hold of you? Um, You can get a hold of me at activealaskan.com is my website. Do you have a blog as well? No, okay. not yet. Well, yeah, there's a blog connected okay. on there. I only have Perfect. a few entries. But you yeah. can answer questions if people yeah, have them. Yeah, there's a lot of great information there. I try to put a lot of great information on the blog. Okay. Now, someone's looking for a way to stay active, uh, and this is really kind of a silly question because I know where, where we live, uh, and there's a lot of stuff to do, but how would you recommend uh, people get out and get active in Alaska in the winter? Get out and get active in the winter. Uh I'm a fat biker. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I spend a lot of time. You know, we've got great trail system out there. I, I think uh, it's really important to get out, at least for me, to be outside. Yeah. And so I like skiing and biking. So I don't know if that answer helps. Absolutely. Fat biking is great. See, fat biking is something that I'm looking to get into this summer as well as a little bit of ice climbing. Uh, just interesting ways to die, but I, like walking through the Salteshi trails in the winter, it's like, man, I wish I was doing this on a bike. This yeah. is so much more fun. Those bike trails, uh, if you're if you're listening to this and you are in China, I'm sure you've got some really great trails there. You, you got a big country. However, in the great state of Alaska, in the area of Soldatna, we've got some badass trails. You should check them out. Just saying. And just for if this is uh, going up in the winter... Fat biking is on single track only once ski season is uh, no, you can't, underway. You can't go uh, through the rest of the trails. You have to have on uh, you have to have on your your uh, skis. You have to, you know. Slycock trail you can fat bike on. Okay. You can look that up. And I know that mosquito you can is is your walking trail. So if you're trying to walk up the bear trail of Saltache in the the winter, you're wrong. And don't bring your dog because uh, don't bring your dog. That's that was one thing that I learned. Don't bring your dog to Saltashi Trails in the winter. People don't appreciate it, uh, seeing that the, the fresh landmines that are just wow. going to be covered with snow, but the yellow snow as well, I'm sure. Is but but you know, yeah, whatever. I, dogs got to do. Dogs got to dogs got to do what a dog's got to do do. All right, so active Alaskan. How do people find you on Facebook? Or, or are you on Facebook? Oh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, Instagram. You're on the gram. Tweet right. All right. How do people? Uh, what's your handle on Twitter? People or, uh, or if they find you on Facebook, how do they do that? Oh boy, 
Let me look it up. <laughs> All right. Sure. I think it's Active Release Alaska is the business. So, yeah. All right. Just look up Active Release Therapy uh, Alaska and you will find everything. Yep. Active uh, Release Alaska. Everything you need. Um, so if someone wants to get a hold of you, I mean, any other way that they can get a hold of you aside from Active Alaska, those are the, those are the, the easiest ways to get a Yeah, those down. are the easiest ways to get a hold of me All at right. this point. Um, the I'm... My office is um, at KPMT, which is next to Kaladi's on Kobuk, but there's I'm also at Kube Chiropractic in Kenai. Okay. But uh, for, yeah. All right. Anyone you want to give like a, a shout out to? Anyone specifically? Your sister? An uncle? Oh. I got, I got... No, I don't know. I don't have any shout outs. Yeah, there. right now there, there's somebody that is thinking about naming their kid Jesus Trump. Yeah, somebody like, out there. Like I want to knock my wife up. That I, I'm not. Even, I didn't even vote for Trump. I don't think I voted in the last president. No, I did. I voted for Gary Johnson because he faked the heart attack on TV. <laughs> really? Yeah. So Gary Johnson, the Libertarian candidate in 2016, faked the heart attack on TV. He was doing an interview with a woman, uh, and he was part of a panel, and some woman said. Um, if you smoke can some of the effect of if you smoke cannabis thirty minutes later, like your your chances of a heart attack go up exponentially within thirty minutes. And so this guy, who was the governor of New Mexico, who is now running for president, clutches his chest and rolls out of his chair on live TV and just lays there. Wow, he has a grow operation. That's part of his. I'm, I'm sure he does. No, that's part of he his does. Job. Yeah, he, he he does. He supplies weed. Gary Johnson? Yeah. I've seen photos of him in... i uh, Google that now. You I should. Know. You should. I figured you would know that. No, I, di- I didn't. I know that he's a, he's a fan of lowriders and uh, lowrider cars, and uh, he rides his bicycle his bicycle around the United States. And uh, and he said he wanted to... Uh, I don't know. He's just an interesting guy. I like Gary Johnson. He's probably my, my favorite. He's like a Republican governor in a highly Democratic state who was, was pretty socially aware. Um Got a buddy of mine. He's uh, he's a teacher in Albuquerque. Uh, he and his parents love the guy. Uh, just love what he did. He was a, just a just a really like everybody's cool uncle. Who, yeah, uh, you know, was into cool stuff. He was into art and mountain biking and just uh, pr- built his own houses. Built multiple houses for people. I mean, he's just a good dude. Um, he was almost our president. So he owns two hundred fifty thousand in cannabis stocks. So that's his. That's his connection to the to the cannabis. He's I, not actually the grower of. I hope. Uh, yeah, he, is the, he, is the, <laughs> he just owns. A, he's invested a lot of money in in cannabis companies. He could have. He was the, the guy that builds uh, builds homes for people. Was almost our president. The, 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 yeah, that dude. That guy. That guy. The guy that said uh, uh, low rider cars are one of the coolest things about uh, New Mexico's culture. <laughs> He was almost, we could how cool would that have a uh, inauguration have been? Like if you had like a row of like low riders that had been shipped up from New Mexico, just, just slowly bouncing down the, down, down uh, Pennsylvania Avenue as he gets out, you know, whatever you gotta do to get the vote again. This is, this is your secretary of education, Joe Rogan. <laughs> and, and this is, this is your secretary of defense. Be real from Cypress Hill. The the director of sports for our nation, Ricky Williams, formerly of the Miami Dolphins. That's and that's a dude that really loved pot, probably more than you should, more than a reasonable person should. 
Ricky Williams gave up millions and millions and millions of dollars so he didn't have to take a break from the uh, from from the season uh, to smoke weed. However, I, I had the opportunity to spoke to uh, to Jim McMahon, uh, formerly of the Chicago Bears, and he was saying that you know like he was he was very adamant that players uh, on the active NFL roster should be able to smoke cannabis. Uh, it, it helps with recovery. It helps with inflammation. Um, I mean, and I was talking to a guy who had massive traumatic brain injury. And he was telling me that this was this was a, a big part of his the, the reason that he's active and he's able to talk is, is because of cannabis. But he had so many physical ailments uh, from you know, so many injuries from football that uh, you know he's you know he's in a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of brain injuries with folks. Um, and you're you're dealing with with CTE and a whole bunch of other whole host of other issues. Um, you get the opportunity to talk, uh, listen to Warren Sapp talk about CTE. That's a pretty, that's a pretty heavy one. Yeah, yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah, old Warren Sapp. Nah, I had no idea. Gigantic uh, wall of a man. Uh, pro football player, I believe, he played for the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Just a beast. Just a like if you shaved, like if a, if you took a shaved gorilla and mated him with a cow, and then um, and and then gave him. X amount of million dollars a year to crush people. That's Warren Sapp. And did it with a smile. <laughs> seemed like a really nice... He seemed like a good fishing buddy. Mm-hmm. Like, Warren Sapp is a guy you'd want to hang out with. All right. Well, thank you so much for All your right. time. Now, if people want to reach out to you, it's uh, Alaskan... What is oh, it? ActiveAlaskan.com. ActiveAlaskan.com or uh, ActiveAlaskan.gov, .biz, .net. But just Google ActiveAlaskan and you'll come to .com. Right. .com. Right. Yeah, yeah, thanks for... This was kind of fun. Hopefully I wasn't too long-winded. No, not at all. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for your time. All right. All right. And Trap Lord Circuit, you're a beautiful human being, and stop sending me nudes. Or don't. I don't care.